Hey, everybody. Please note that this is a previously recorded episode, and our format was to alternate picks. The plan is now to redrop the episodes in order, starting with the first season. Please ignore anything said regarding why we picked it or what future picks are going to be, as that has become irrelevant. Also note that there's going to be some sound quality deviations versus seasons 10 and 11 because some of these episodes were recorded a couple of years ago. And finally, these republished episodes in the old format will be indicated with a bracket in the title that says republished. All right, we will see you guys next week with normal formatting. LSG Media is proud to bring you the X-Files podcast with hosts Josh and Dean. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Dean, and joining me is Josh. Hi, And we are going to be rocking out to some X-Files, the third episode ever, right? Yeah. Squeeze. Victor Eugene Toombs. I'm very excited about this. This was my pick, don't you know? I do know. You do know. We covered Ice last week, which was a blast. That was Josh's pick. And if you're new to this game... What we are doing here is we each go back and forth and pick an episode, and uh, we alternate, and uh, yeah, so this is how it goes. So, Dean. Yes. Why did you pick Squeeze? Well, let me tell you why. Mm. I picked Squeeze because, well, here's the reality. I remembered how creepy it was. Yeah. And I just went, Squeeze, and it was kind of off the cuff, and I knew it was a really good episode. And then, as I started to watch more of it, it became clear as to why I liked it so much. <laughs> um, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. But I didn't. I don't have this super strong memory of every episode enough to where my picks are ultimately logical. I might just remember a moment yeah. and go, boom. Emotional. That, that's shoot it. The hip. Absolutely. Like a woman. Like Mulder. Yeah. Like right. a woman. Right. <laughs> You're no Scully. I'm, I'm fucking no Scully. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Not, not happening. Well... I love the pick because it's a great episode. And I mean, it's great just on its own. But since we're into the X-Files enough to do an X-Files podcast, it's also a very important episode for the show. Oh, really? Yes. Because- <laughs> you like my accu- <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking accusatory <laughs> oh, tone? Oh, is it? Oh, pardon me. Educate me, <laughs> professor. <laughs> yeah. Well, because um, third episode of the first season... The first two episodes were both dealing with UFOs and aliens. Yes. So you have this brand new show nobody thinks is going to do well. You know, nobody outside of the team on it. Even people at Fox don't really have much expectations for it. And, you know, okay, it's about aliens. Okay, whatever. But then to throw this out there, total curveball, if you don't know what's coming, stand alone, have this creepy fucking still like supernatural but not nothing to do with aliens, none of that shit. Um, and this idea, this monster of the week, it doesn't add to any of the continuing show mythology. And just an awesome standalone hour of television with you know a creepy ass thing. Yes, and it's like it just the first time you really saw that potential in the show. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I didn't even consider that, and I wonder, and maybe you know, maybe you don't, I don't know, but I wonder how it was received as a result of this. Well, was it? Well, yeah, because you can't deny that it's good, right? You can't deny it's good, and um, just as the episode got a lot of positive reviews, but I think it also it really started to kind of bring people around the show of like what the show, you know, the the boundaries of the show. It's not right. about aliens; they're going to look at all sorts of different shit, you know. And, yeah, maybe maybe that was 
brilliant. Yeah. Because you don't want to chase away the people like, I don't fucking care about aliens. Yeah, right. Right? Because there's right. that crowd. There's for sure that crowd. And then you're pulling in the, ooh, it's it's creepy and supernatural. You're pulling that crowd in versus sure. the, because the supernatural crowd might not be the alien crowd. And I mean, we've talked about this before, but I think you and I overall both prefer, not like we don't like the other, but we prefer mythology, uh, I'm sorry, Monster of the Week episodes to mythology. For overall. The, for the most gun part. Gun to the head. For the most part. Yeah. Not yeah. like there aren't amazing mythology episodes and vice versa, but- you know, I think that has a lot to do with that. I just think the episodes in general are usually better, yeah. which is odd because the cloak and dagger thing is was so amazing to me. Yeah, like I like I I like the shadowy tendrils of parts of the government that the characters are battling against because there's a real fear there of this overwhelming force. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's cool. And then your friend disappears. You get thrown in a trunk. Your phone line gets cut off, or your bank account gets seized. Like I like that story too. But um, and they're go- the, but they're also so easy to just fucking throw on, right? You that's know? the kicker, man. You, you just know, put it like, on, yeah. Netflix, like I just, uh, yeah, kick that on while I'm mm-hmm. sitting around. That's it, yeah, man. And that's pretty cool. I got to tell you though, boy, is this guy Colton a dick? Oh man, so <laughs> fucking, he's the worst douche rocket. And I'm gonna let him have it in a minute. Yeah, but let's talk about how this opens. Wait, can we just say? Colton, did he look familiar to you? Because he looked familiar to me, and I had to dig deep Yeah, his he's, IMDb. He's certainly familiar. He's been in a lot of shit, right? But there was one Something thing. Something specific? Yeah. What was he? Uh, Dr. Janik in Sneakers. Holy fuck. Right? Sneakers, he was the mathematician, whatever, the right. fucking That's the a dude. great movie. Oh, awesome movie. So good. And I completely forgot about his role in that, but I'm looking wow, at his huh? stupid, stupid face. Wicked stupid oh. face. If I could smash him in the face, I would. Oh, I'd love to. God, it'd be so good. Love to sucker punch. Boom. Ooh. <laughs> or how about <laughs> World Star Hip Hop, bitch? How about just headbutt him right? Just exploding crown of the head <laughs> in in between the eyes. He also kind of looks like uh, Conan O'Brien's cousin, but I think that's yeah. just uh, except, an Irish thing. Except- <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those guys you want to just see the casino pen moment. <laughs> <laughs> right, reenacted over yes. and over again. <laughs> oh yeah, he told my friend to stick his pen up his ass. Oh, and he's fucking Canadian too. God, I hate everything about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, shit! Yeah, yeah, he's been in quite a few things. Now that I'm flipping through his page, but yeah. boy, he's he's yeah, he's a tough. He's a he's a tough customer to deal with. I I have a surprise for you. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I have. Just about every douchey thing he says on the soundboard today. <laughs> Broken up. Nice little surprise for us today. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like this. But make sure he knows this is my case. Stuff like that. <laughs> Just real dripping with douche. This is a very three-dimensional character. Oh, he's so well-written. <laughs> a lot of depth to him, you know? Yeah. It, it comes with a lot of angles. You yeah. know, it's really... I, I, you know what I'm going to say? Easy uh, to empathize with. Let me, give you, let me give you an initial impression now that you're speaking about him. I would say that I like, I like to hate this guy, <laughs> right? But I bet if you, I bet if, if somehow you manipulated this subplot a little to something different, it'd be like a perfect 10 episode. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind the professional shit, but I bet if something was just totally different in this, I wonder if it could still be an awesome like episode. Like, could, do you think they could have made it even a little better yeah. if they just ejected him out in that whole subplot with the professional like rivalry? Yeah, I didn't... 
It's not, or not even ejected, but maybe modified. Yeah, I. It was just like it was one of those. It was too extreme. Like yeah. you are so clearly like, oh, what if he was like a little bit more sympathetic? And he was actually, he came off like more genuinely concerned about Scully's career, like mm-hmm. a good friend to just like felt like the whole thing with Mulder was going to kind of drag her down. But, it, you know, his heart was in the right place instead of just being sure. an outright douche rocket. Yeah. What do you mean? Come on, Dana. The guy is a loser. Look where he is now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, an awesome episode, but. He's definitely not the reason why it's an awesome. That's episode. right. So I'm saying <laughs> I can't give it a ten out of ten. No, based based on yeah. based on him alone. But you do work with Spooky Mulder. This guy. Fuck this guy. Every not fucking, even. Oh, no, maybe not even a good actor. I don't know. I don't. I don't know because it's just like I just hate it. Maybe maybe he's so good. Maybe he's super nice. Eh. Oh, Come God. over, watch the hockey game. Right. Wicked nice has yeah. a fucking beer. You want some poutine, buddy? Come here. He fucking takes care. He's got a nice husky. Oh, Molson. Hang out with him. Yeah. Brings you up to see the oh, fucking sure. game. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about those bees you like there, but uh, okay. I, I respect the team. <laughs> now, I mean, now I, it sounds like he's from Minnesota. I personally like to root for. <laughs> <laughs> I really respect your team, even though I'm going to be rooting against them. Yeah. Right? Oh, tough game there, buddy. Yeah. Right? Congratulations nice. on that Stanley Cup. Yeah. Oh, you're a Canucks fan? Fuck you, you <laughs> fucking queer. <laughs> They're the worst. Things a little different. Okay. They're the worst. Um, Quick side note mm-hmm. for any hockey fans out there. Oh, yeah. The year after, the everybody hates the Vancouver Canucks, okay? Yeah, I'm sure, telling Canada what's... Canada hates the Vancouver Canucks, except the Vancouver Canucks <laughs> fans, right? There's a tie-in because X-Files is filmed in Vancouver. I like your so style. So it's relevant. Boom, and he's a Canadian actor. Yep. <laughs> <And> legitimized. <laughs> so We don't do tangents. <laughs> we took... When when Vancouver played Edmonton the following year after the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep, after the Bruins mm-hmm. whooped their ass. Edmonton, who I love, played mm-hmm. the Bruins goal song. Are when, you serious? I swear to God. That's on the opening stage. Awesome. Drop the puck fight. <laughs> <laughs> pretty awesome right nice it's so beautiful because they're pretty they're rivals yeah yeah and yeah. edmonton's not as you know they're yeah. young team like uh, edmonton's like hey uh, we've had gretzky we've <laughs> so many fucking cups so gfy anyway i thought you'd get a kick out of that i love that i never knew that so cool. let's talk about the pre-credit and then we'll get back to douche wagon okay yeah boy mm. eyes in the sewer. Ooh. They all float down here. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking it. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like it. You know, the cut back and forth. And I like the the tombs cam, as I call it, throughout the episode. The, you know, that that kind of slow slow motion. You get just kind of the re- reverb effect of the footsteps and shit like that. And just zooming on his eyes. And they're they're so animal-like. Dude. Um, I love it. I mean, not in, not in terms of how they, they look, but I heard them described as like shark eyes. Mm. Like how you think of a shark looking at something, not like they look like the eyes Sure, of the just a still. Just the, yeah, the dead kind of yeah. just predatory stare, Sure, you know? A machine designed for murder. Yes. That happens to be alive. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. And so- he just stalks this. I, I got to hand it to Tombs. Here's the thing I find interesting about the Tombs character as we learn as it goes on. Well, he's not picking the easiest targets. Right. He's he's not making it easy on himself. Yeah. There is, in a sense. There is, a, and Mulder, I think they both kind of talk about it in different ways in their profiles we'll get to later on. 
but the the element of of victory of, of being able to you know infiltrate or get into these places that's that's a big part of the you know he has like kind of an, an allure to that beyond just beyond just the hunger of right. I need five livers right because then just go into an alley and fucking suck down some homeless liver sure plus his liver probably tastes a lot better right yeah He's like a bourbon rich fat guy uh, probably not rich bourbon. fat businessman <laughs> yeah probably bourbon yeah yeah you don't want a liver of like a street rat <sighs> like a with grog infested liver oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not much liver left here anymore. Have you ever had foie gras? Whatever. What's that? It's like the it's like liver. It's like the I had it as a kid and was awful. Yeah, I fucking hated it. It's the it's not the taste. It's the uh, the texture. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I'm eating the like a an liver. organ. <laughs> <laughs> because you are yeah i was yeah. like yeah i'm not ready to accept that level of responsibility for my yeah. food yet okay so i, I decided <laughs> i was a kid too my grandfather used to eat it a lot with onions man liver and onions that's the thing yeah okay gross so so <laughs> back on track i love how they shoot in i love how first of all poor mr usher has a rough day has a rough day got got beat up at the conference bad meeting Got a, got beat up at the conference today. They didn't want to buy my stupid ideas. And, you know, they all made fun of me in their passive-aggressive fucking corporate way. So he goes <laughs> home all pissed. But he goes to the office. Yeah. To do what? Work? He feels guilty? More work. Go I- home, fucker. It's nighttime. No one's there. Work. Obviously, you're not good enough to warrant the extra hours because your meeting sucked. You have a nice office, so mm. got some success. Guys got some money. Yeah. And then I like how we see the grate on the way in and the grate on the way out. Yeah. So cool, man. Yeah. It just yeah. starts, oh, the screws. Yeah. And I love the uh, I love the violence from that you don't see. You know, you just hear the door like, boom, that like, yeah, you and see the door breaks. like blast in a little bit. Which raises questions about tombs, doesn't it? Strength-wise, like, yeah. Strong as a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Vampire Man. Yeah. Because he's tiny. Right. He's not, not a big dude at all. Right. And, and, we and learn, oh, by the way, he can also rip out your liver with his bare hands. Sure. That's the thing, too. Yeah. It's almost, it's it's kind of like Pat Swayze in Roadhouse. He can fucking tear out your throat with his karate moves, right? <laughs> Same that's, deal. That's legit. Seems legit. Shit. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then I love that we don't even see him coming in or out of the grate. We just see the grate. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It closes on the gate. Well, I mean, it, and that's it. He's gone. Boom. He's like, I'm out of here. Body, blood, credits. And you know what? They wanted to give you a panning shot of the scene of the murder. Yep. They kind of wanted to, as much as they could back in the day on this channel, show you the grisly nature of the crime as much as they could. They're yeah. not going to show you some fucking Jack Ripper shit. But they pan across the fallen, the fallen coffee cup, blood. the dreaded blood, the guy's face, the blood, and then up to the grate, and then he's out of there. Cut to this really fancy dinner with Captain Asshole. Lucked into the World Trade Center bombing. Lucked into the World Trade Center bombing. Did you catch that, Josh? Lucked into the World Trade Center bombing. It's lucky guy. Uh, this guy is such a fucking douchebag. Yeah, I don't I know. I hate him. I don't know why. Have you had any close encounters of the third kind? He's really likable. I'm not sure why you're why you're so mad. You won't have to be Mrs. Spooky anymore. He doesn't say anything. All, all of those are in the first minute. The first interaction is where I pulled all these clips. And Scully's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not soured on him yet. Really? Really? Here's what I like about this scene. I like how he he's doing the classic manipulator creep show shit with her. He tries to pull her into like his shit by saying by 
he's like conscripting her emotionally <laughs> by saying like, oh, then you won't have to be Miss Gullah anymore. Oh, maybe I can just put in good word. For, like one of those people. Oh, he's the worst. The worst. He's the worst. And she just doesn't even like play his game, which mm-hmm. I like. Right. She's so, such a great character. She's just like, yeah, you're fucking stupid. I you're, can't. You're an idiot. Whatever. I have a little history with you. We went to the academy together. You know, I'll entertain this professionally. Yeah. And then he asked for professional help. Right. Right. He does ask for professional help. And after I, he, all he does is talk about how this guy's lucky, how I'm going to do this and me and this guy and that. Like he's, he's like, God, his personality is so grating. He is, if we flash forward, um, he's probably a senator. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. These are the I people gotcha. making decisions. Just the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not to lose my mind. <laughs> so anyway, yes. And did you get the impression like, so he's like, ask Scully. I'm like, oh, you know, if you kind of take a look at it. And she's like, do you want me to bring Mulder? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I mean, if you, if you want to bring him, you know, that's fine. I think he, he wants Mulder to go, but he won't ever ask for it. Yeah. But he knows as much as he shits on Mulder, it's already been established that Mulder has an amazing reputation as a profiler. Right. But he also has a reputation as a fucking kook. Mm -hmm. Spooky Mulder. Right. So what do you do if you're massively insecure? You shit all over him and then you ask his partner and then you let, I'm doing rabbit ears, you let his partner bring him along as well. Right. But but whose case? I'm going to solve these murders. You are. Right. He's going to solve these murders. It's his case. Well, make sure make sure Fox knows. Not everyone was so lucky when the World Trade Center was bombed. Okay? So, have some oh, sympathy, Josh. Yeah. Also, I just... It is also weird to hear that. Like, sure. For the people that forgot, like... Because that was, like, in 93. But was that McVeigh? No, that was Oklahoma City. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But close in... Within, like, a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah, the, the World Trade Center was bombed in 93. Yeah. It was, like, a truck bomb. That's right. In the basement. Yep, that's right. Um, so, this agent benefits from that right but i i you know if you i bet if you look into the into the deeper notions of these cases that he's a good agent because even even scully's like oh you mean junior j edgar right <laughs> so he's probably one of those guys he's probably like uh eckhart in the la confidential you know like the squeaky oh, clean glasses yeah. fucking guy he's probably actually a good agent when this guy's just a piece of shit yes just a dick for sure right yeah he benefited from the world trade center bombing hey you know yeah he, he probably got assigned to it because he had some fucking talent Sure. It's big, big case. Yeah. We're defending the man who does not appear in this episode. <laughs> That's how much we hate this guy. <laughs> okay. So Spooky Mulder. I love this first scene. I just love Mulder, how he, <laughs> he's such a little fucker. Uh, you mean when he says, when he says this? Do you think I'm spooky? <laughs> <laughs> I love how he says it. Do you think I'm spooky? <laughs> uh, I say that to Jess. Usually when she's just drifting off to sleep. Do you think I'm spooky? <laughs> <laughs> right in her ear, real yes, quiet. Yes. Uh, I like to say to strange girls that are sitting in front of me at the movie theater. <laughs> awesome. Then, uh, you, then you just offer popcorn slowly. Out of my hand, <laughs> not even the bag. Um, and then also love when Colton comes in. So Mulder, what do you think? Does this look like the work of Little Green Man? That guy? Yeah. In case you forgot. <laughs> The reticulin galaxy. Yeah. What does he say? He's like, um, 
he says something about gray because he says little green men. He's like gray. Uh, reticulant skin is gray. Yeah. And then he goes the on iron about deficiency. He, yeah, iron deficiency. <laughs> and the guy's like, you're not serious, are you? And Mulder says something like, do you have any idea what liver and onions go for in reticulant? <laughs> so he just, just his delivery, his dried droll delivery. And you mentioned this on one other podcast, <laughs> but how about the fact that in nine seasons and two movies, has Mulder ever got Scully to laugh? Uh, it's rare, man. Right? Smile. Like, maybe a little smirk. But he's so fucking funny. Like, I would have burst out laughing if I was right. in that room. Right, right. Absolutely. So he, after he one-ups this guy socially, which this guy so deserves, I just imagine the simmering rage. Oh, and, and douchebag? Yeah. yeah. But you know what I like, too, is that there's a little bit of Mulder, and we see it more later. We'll talk about it like after the scene. He is actually a little bit of butthurt, right? He's a little Absolutely. bit of jealousy, a little bit of sure, whatever. Yeah, because he's these guys are cru- cruising around, rolling in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he steps away after the insult, and that's when he spots what looks to be like the shavings from the screws. Yeah, the little metal piece, little metal filings. Looks up at the great dust for prints. That's only sixteen by nine. <laughs> Reticulants couldn't even fit in that. <laughs> And then he finds a weird fingerprint. Mm. Could be a reticulin. For sure, it's a reticulin print. And, uh... Well, that's that. Time to investigate the prints and see exactly what's going on here. Uh, we start to learn about there's a lot more murders than originally intended because what's-his-name was saying something about there's been, like, three murders across six weeks. Yep. And Mulder's like, actually, there's ten. And they go back to the 30s and possibly this 1903 murder right. pre, pre-Prince. And, Talking uh, about maybe every 30 years. Maybe, yep, five, mur- five murders every 30 years, he says. And, uh, well, let's just talk a little bit about what Scully thinks of that. Are you suggesting that I go before the violent crime section and present a profile declaring that these murders are done by aliens? No, of course not. I find no evidence of alien involvement. Well, what then? That, that, that this is the work of a hundred-year-old serial killer who's capable of overpowering a healthy six-foot-two businessman? And he should stick out in a crowd with ten-inch fingers. <laughs> he's so good. I like, I like how he's like, no, of course it's not aliens, no, no. which he never says, right. ever. <laughs> because in this case, he's talking about a hundred-year-old serial killer. Yeah, quote, no, of course it's not aliens, Mulder said once, ever. <laughs> uh, so good. So Scully decides that she's going to uh, profile the killer because she's been brought on for this reason. So what's his name? Colton. Douchebag. Just that name. Douchebag. Right. Colton. That is yeah. first name or last name? I think it's his last name. It is Colton. But Colton is like a like a white douchebaggy Maryland. It's the waspy. Ugh. I went to Duke and definitely participated in a gang rape. Yeah, thing. absolutely. <sighs> Wicked. Yeah. Just <clears throat> that piece of hair. <clears throat> oh, the worst. <laughs> The worst. <laughs> the worst, right? Well, I was in a frat. I that played sweaty strand of hair oh, across his forehead. I played lacrosse. Oh, oh God. Cross checks people in the back all day. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so Scully's going to brief the feds. Now, since the victims are unrelated and we cannot predict who will be next... We must utilize the fact that a killer will not always succeed in finding a victim. When this occurs, a serial killer may return in frustration to the site of a previous murder, hoping to recapture the emotional high. I think our best course of action is to target these sites. Good job, Agent Scully. So, 
That leads directly to the next scene, which is we should stake out some of these crime scenes based on what Scully thinks at this point. Before she does this, didn't we get this whole montage of her, you know, doing a like a little uh, audio recording? Like, this is what I think, my writing. Yeah. Or no, she's doing writing. Doing a little it's report. Just a voiceover. Yeah, voiceover. Gotcha. Yep. And then this leads us right to the stakeout scene. And this is kind of cool. When she's in the underground parking lot, and she hears something. I like how she pulls the gun, steps out of the car, and just pushes the door silently closed. Yeah. Just a cool detail. Yeah. She doesn't go, boom, uh, fucking dumb. Uh. <laughs> right? She yep. just, and she's walking. <laughs> fucking Mulder. <laughs> out of the shadows. Pops out. Hey. <laughs> Does he have like a baseball hat on backwards? He's got some like sunflower seeds or some he, shit. Yes. He's like a fucking schoolboy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he really is. <laughs> He's got a fucking E.T. in his tent hiding from his parents and shit. <laughs> so, and why the fuck are you here, Mulder? Yes. I wanted her to say that so bad. <laughs> because why is he Why here? am I here? To tell you you're wasting your time. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> this is what you do on your fucking Friday night. Yeah. You, you go down to a stakeout scene to a case you're not even assigned mm. to just kind of razz your, your partner a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nothing says I want to... <laughs> Nothing says I want to be disdainfully arrogant to my partner than chomping on some fucking seeds. Oh, man. So, wait a second. We've got the twist. Yeah, huh? the twist. We've got the twist. Because yeah. we hear something in some vents. Yeah, some banging around in there. I didn't remember what was going to happen at this point to show you how little I remember this. Really? Like, it's going to be a fucking cat. No, the cat's dead up there, supposedly. <laughs> and Cat in the wall. Holy shit, this is one of the great things about this episode. This is a moment in the episode that makes it so good. It's Tombs. Right. That, that's the bad guy. You're arrested. They arrest the bad guy in the first act. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's great. I like that. I love that a lot about it. Yeah. You know what else here? And I didn't get it. I Part of me wanted to go back and watch the first two episodes again. But there's a little musical motif, whatever, like no, in the background that is replayed through the episode and recurs throughout the series. It's like this. I should have told you ahead of time. Maybe go to grab. You know it. what part it's on? It's uh, it's right as the they're making noise in the vent. Right as they're making noise in the vent. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, I know the song you're talking. I, I know that it's like a little like uh, what do I call it? Trickly water, creepy theme. Oh, it's um, I call it. I call that spider music. Oh, spider music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That is kind of spidery. Call for backup and get over here. That's very, so fucking X-Files to me. Almost exactly the same. Whenever the black oil comes up in later episodes, right before it goes through people's eyes, it's a very similar yep. like sound. It's, 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 um, turn around, right? And Indy turns around. Click, 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 Spider- click. Yeah, Spiders oh, all yeah. over his back. Yeah. You're like, ah, ha, ha. It's a lot of spiders. But it's such a creepy yeah. little like That's what it has. What what they're doing there, and I and I'm gonna mispronounce it, I apologize, but I think it's called pizzato, and they pluck the strings of the violins. Clink, 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 oh. clink, clink, clink. That's how they do it. Yeah. Instead of like right, you know, right. bowing across. Yep. That's how they get that noise, which is cool. So it's actually written in the music like ping, 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 Oh, ping. like do it like this. Yeah, do it like this. Yeah. Pretty cool. Finger job. Pizzato. I might be wrong about that. Dude, some, Ital- some Italian shit. Bringing a lot of different aspects to this podcast. Yeah. Fucking got your money's worth out there, people. Oof. Yeah. Talking yeah. hockey talk, talking <laughs> Italian fucking music terms. Got a little bit of everything. Top shelf. All right. So, yeah, it is Tombs. It is Tombs. And, and he is. You're under arrest. <laughs> hey. And Mulder's like, shit, you're right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And this is what I like about this episode. One of the things we talk about a lot 
is is the show is really well written. We're three episodes in, and we're still doing a good job of making sure that this isn't going to be the Mulder show. Yes, right for sure. That's important. This is another Scully. Scully episode. makes does a good thing here. I feel like we pick a lot of Scully episodes. We do. Yeah, um, yeah they're just really good. Right. What are you going to do for sure? Um, but yeah, this is uh, it balances out the characters well, and also this is you know we forget too because it's the, the, the anthology nature, or whatever of the show and how many episodes we've seen, but this is very much um, a, a relationship-building episode. Third, yeah. e- third episode in, this is this is the, one of the first times, like, you know, Scully's life is in danger. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, the, the growing care, the growing relationship between the two of them. Because don't forget, only two episodes ago, we met the characters, mm-hmm. and Scully was more or less assigned to debunk Mulder. That's right. So this is... You know, you can't take the nature of the partnership for granted yet. You have right. to think of it in that term when you're right. looking at this episode. For sure. That's a great point because it's easy now to look and be like, oh. You're right. You, you're right. And um, I was just trying to think, what was episode two? That was Deep Throat. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> so, yeah, they get Toombs back and they're going to hook his ass up to a oh, yeah. lie detector. Lie detector. So, <laughs> what do you call a person who does a lie detector test? The operator? I didn't know right, the right word. Uh, the I just said technician. Okay. That's fine. Know. You like technician? Yeah, I do. Do you want to know what they're actually called? Uh, yeah, kind of. Let's look. All right. lie de- uh, polygraph, lie detector, the evidence of the operator, polygraph examiner career, salaries okay. and more. <laughs> How much are they making? Uh, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Because that might be time for a change. <laughs> Uh, man, that's got to be a, an intense gig. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really say on this website, and without getting too far off, uh, 56 grand. All right. About the average. Yeah. So, yeah. That's crazy, man. Not bad. The operator. So, this operator and uh, the whole crew get together in this room, and uh, they chat about Toombs' lies. Yeah. Well, everybody I else like, is in the in a separate room. Sure, yeah, I'm sorry. Yep. So they're hanging out, and they're just asking him these questions, and he's just like, no, no. Yeah. yeah, No, no, no. I'm like, yeah, it just gives me the creeps, yeah. right? <clears throat> he, he's so much more creepy. He's a, he's a different kind of creepy than, um, what was Dorif's character's name in Beyond the Sea again? Oh, yeah. Something um, B's, three names. Another, Lee. another, Luther Lee Boggs. Perfect. Luther Lee Boggs. Or yep. is that, that might even been the, I think it, yeah, it's him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another three, Eugene Victor Tombs. Let's <laughs> see that shit. Um, but yeah, different kind of creep because, you know, Boggs was the manipulative, mm-hmm. like just evil. And this is a guy who just like seems so socially inept or just, I mean, he, he's not, he can't work with other no. human beings. No. This is why he's pulling dead cats out of beds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is, <laughs> he doesn't, he has no skill. That's your customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. God, I'd hate my dog to get lost in this fight. Oh, that fucking picks him up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah he's um it, you're right he's like the other end of the spectrum which is what makes me wonder about him sometimes i wonder we understand that he does what he does for the reasons you know the, the whole liver thing yeah does it feed on him what does it mean actually i'll hold my i'll hold my tangent off on that for now let's talk about the the operator's results okay and let's talk a little bit about that what do you got Mulder? He lied on questions 11 and 13. His electrodermal and cardiographic response nearly go off the chart. Is number 11 the 100-year-old question? Well, let me tell you, I had a reaction to that stupid question. And what the hell is this Powhatan Mill thing? Two murders with matching MOs occurred in Powhatan Mill in 1933. Just look at the chart. 
my interpretation of those reactions. I don't need you or that machine telling me if Toombs was alive in 33. He's the guy. I like this part because they decided to let that music roll underneath that dialogue. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Yep. I'm not sure why they made that decision other than to make Eugene more creepy than he already is. I think to continue the creep factor while he's off screen. Yep. He's gone. Yep. I like Because he's in the next room <clears throat> and he's scary. Because Mulder is the only one that, that really sees this in him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously. The, the others are like, he's some weird Except the fucking- operator. She's like, you know what? And he's like, I don't need you or the machine. Stop. Yeah. This is all nonsense. Yeah. He shuts her down too. Because obviously she sees the same discrepancy. She's the professional. Yep. Right? And that's what, he's looking at her results. And he's like, well, he lied on these two. Look at the, she knows that. Yeah. So she's the only one. I mean, Scully always has faith, but the, you're, you're in the lion's den like yeah. with the enemy, basically. Yeah. I mean, these are out there. And he, and he comes at them so hard, right? Like he's not even, he's not like, hey, I, you know, I think we should look into this more. He's like, yep, that's the guy. Yeah, he, he killed people 100 years ago, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, because this leads right into the next scene. He's got no creep to him, that Mulder. No. <laughs> he's got to start figuring. Yeah. Luckily, he's three apps in. Yep. He's got to start learning. Yeah. You, you got to get it. Get a little, work around the edges. Get in, yeah. the, get in those gray areas. Right. You're very Boy Scouty right now. It's, it's you know, he could he could learn something from politicians, you know? You yeah. Kind of <laughs> ease your way into some of these ideas. <laughs> um, and douchebag is just real. He's a little hot under the collar. Yeah. It's like, really, bro? Mm. Again, you have to go this, this, this far. You said Mulder was out there. That guy's insane. Just so you know, this is what we got so far. Locked into the World Trade Center bombing. Come on, Dana. The guy is a loser. Look where he is now. Have you had any close encounters of the third kind? But you do work with spooky Mulder. I'm going to solve these murders. <laughs> so, no. In case you forgot where we're at with him. Well, th- that's part of building this character. That's the writing Ooh. process, Dean. Okay? Boy, I don't like him. Um, but this leads in the next scene where Scully is like, why are you coming at this so directly? You know, they're going to think you're full of shit. What the hell's your problem? Maybe I run into so many people who are hostile just because they can't open their minds to the possibilities that sometimes the need to mess with their heads outweighs the millstone of humiliation. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Uh, basically, I was just being a catty little bitch. Yes. Is more or less what he said. Yes. Right. Right. But see, when you're funny, when you're funny, you're clever, you are allowed. You can absolutely get away with it. This is an unfortunate reality of life. So (laughs) get funny and get creative, people. Uh, Um, There is a moment in this scene that was really touching to me. Scully actually says that you're being territorial. Yes. Does does he mean like, or did she mean territorial with her or with the case? I think I th- I think kind of both. I think she's saying like, you know, you and I have our thing and what we do, and these guys are fucking with that, and I know you're reacting to that. And he kind of reaches down and like flicks her charm. That's like an intimate thing. Yeah, it really is. Right. You know. And I know that that serves two purposes here. The charm comes back later. One, because he has to recognize it. For sure. And two, it matters because he, that's an intimate thing. Like you, you, 
it's it's a weird type of kinesthetic contact. Yep. Which for two otherwise very professional people, very professional, and deal with the public all the time. You have to reinforce the fact of how early in their relationship this this is. Yeah. Good point. You know, there's another one at the very end as they're looking at tombs. The very end of the episode where you know Scully gives him a nice little arm rub, and again, like yeah, these are important details. Yep. At, at this stage, it, it's showing us their their growing closeness. That's right. But Mulder does give her the blessing to work with him. Yeah. And she's like, meh. Yeah. I'm good. You you can date other people if you want. Yeah. You know, that kind of situation. And here's what I like about this. This is where this show is so fucking smart. Mulder doesn't like this guy because this guy is an asshole. She doesn't like him because of his, the way he disregards relationships for the ambition of climbing the ladder. Right. It's cool. They like him. They dislike him for different reasons. Because admittedly, they were maybe buddies. They had a couple of drinks. They went out and fucking got wings as a group at Quantico. Yeah. So she doesn't fucking hate the guy like we do. And Mulder has no loyalty to this cat. No, no. Like no. us. Yeah. Right? We're like him. <laughs> yes. She's got a different relationship with him. And it's cool that they were able yeah, to that, show us her annoyance with him outside of what his is. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah, well said. Because- yeah, they went they went through the FBI Academy together. Regardless of differences, you're gonna have some kind of bond for with sure. that person. For sure. Probably. You yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah, I do like it and I do like, you know, what and it makes sense why it takes her a little while to just be completely fed up right. with Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but Scully also thinks there's a little bit more going on. Why is Mulder kind of so easy to, you know, trot away here? What what else do you got working with? Well, <laughs> this is when he gets into the print examination, correct? Yeah. I this like is this. pretty cool. Yep. So state of the art, fucking nineteen ninety-three, <laughs> by the way. That's Photoshop like one. <laughs> <laughs> so he pulls up again. I love I love shit like this. He pulls up the um the fingerprint and he just says, check this out, elongates it, and it's a fucking match. Yeah. And Scully's like, whoa. What the fuck? Right? That's cool because there's still a reasonable doubt here that this isn't weird and anomaly. Yep. It's not, it doesn't 100% confirm anything, but it's just odd enough. It's just a, you're a medical doctor. You've never seen this before enough to make you pause and go, well, this is weird. (laughs) Right. Right. Like she knows you, you can't do that. Like fingerprints are unique. Yep. Granted, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Like, I mean, I would think maybe stretching things out, maybe, you know, that's changing in a way anyway, mm-hmm. but the pattern is the pattern. The pattern is the pattern. So weird. Right. Very cool. Brings it up, shows her that, and they, after they kind of go, oh, this is interesting. How could that be is her response. Right. I like it. And it just kind of cuts from there. Right. Back to Tomb's Vision 9000. <sighs> Tomb's Vision 9000. <laughs> Nothing quite like it. Stalking. Yeah. Just straight stalking. You know how I feel about stalking. You like it? Love it. Love it. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Listen to my Predator science fiction film podcast episode. Okay. Like, when I talk about manhunt. Yeah. That feeling of I could reach out and touch you and yep. you can't see me in the dark of night when I'm in the woods. Is that how you got with Jess? Yeah. 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 Serious I, I, <laughs> stalking. <laughs> as, she, <laughs> as she was walking by. Do you think I'm spooky? <laughs> the rest, as they say. And then you reach out and touch her charm. <laughs> yeah. What's it? Pitch black. He cuts a piece of the girl's hair off oh, when yeah. she's leaning yeah. up against the thing. <laughs> so yeah, dude, just stalking this guy. And you know how I knew this guy was single before we... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why, the, why this guy is single. Well, a, he's, he's divorced. 
Okay. Yep. Guaranteed. Fair enough. Guaranteed. Do you want to know why he's divorced? Why? <laughs> because he has the katana matching Dude! wakizashi yes! set. I, on my notes. In my notes right here. So the, excited. On the fucking mantelpiece. Fucking awesome. That's why. <laughs> well done. This fucking house is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Rich shit everywhere. Yeah. This guy would have a fucking suit of armor in the corner, right? <laughs> Probably not. The Ninja Catalog $99 version. <laughs> no, this shit is legit. He put that up there, went to work, came back, wife gone. <laughs> no fucking No, notes. you know what it is? Business trip to Japan. <laughs> Japanese businessman presented to him while they were getting rub and tug down yes, at the fucking yeah. little massage parlor. And the Japanese guy's like, <laughs> stupid American. <laughs> uh, you and, did not get it the real katana bread. <laughs> It's Mako. Yeah. I keep showing up in this show. <laughs> Fucking just Why are you getting the rub in the tug? <laughs> so yeah, I love it. It's good shit. <laughs> now I want to watch, what's that movie? So many references today. Rising Sun, yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so Tomb stalks this poor bastard. Yeah, he's also got that like obsessive compulsive thing when he fixes that thing on the mantelpiece like three millimeters. <laughs> Adjust it. Stoking well, up yeah. the fire. Yep. This, I couldn't, I forgot about this. I'm like, what's going to happen? Is his head going to be there like Santa Claus? <laughs> right? I'm glad. Where's my milky cookies? I'm glad they didn't do that. I know. Yeah. He's just behind him. Because we knew he came in through the chimney. We see that. Oh, God. That, How are we not about talking that, about this? That fucking, when he leans down into the chimney and you see just that arm stretch out. Again, fucking 93, like pretty cool effect. Mm. Um, and then you see actually outside the chimney, you see him start to climb in. That was an actual contortionist. No this shit. This isn't the actor. When that cuts back outside the chimney. He's, he's like tur- twisting into yeah, it. They Ooh. hired a real contortionist who started to fucking shove his body down there. God. That is weird Why didn't they just CGI, dude? Yeah, 93. <laughs> Thank God they didn't. Um, yeah. And, that's cool. And murder. Murder. And you know what kind of murders I like in shows is when it's like the instant... <laughs> <laughs> Weird comment. Okay. I like it. The instant you know the murder is going to occur, immediate cut to it's a crime scene. Kind of cliche, kind of tropey. Sure, it's been done a million times, but I still like it. Me too. I still like finding out the details of the murder through them looking at the crime scene, not us actually seeing the physical because murder. Because then you're part of the, the unit. Yeah. You get to experience that as they experience it. Yeah. You know, you get you have the POV of the agent still, yep. not the POV of the murderer. And it maintains, in this case especially, like, yeah, you got a regular like law and order thing. It's like, a, oh, whatever, and then... Uh, and then an off, like the camera zooms in on the grandma and you're and the guy's dead and yeah. who's struggling. Yeah, that's cool too. But this is extra cool because you don't want to see what he's doing. He's a freak. Yep. Is he just forearm, like chimpanzee smashing them? <laughs> what is he doing? Right. We find out later. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Hardcore. So crime scene. <clears throat> Black market liver. Dude, come on. What right. is this? Repo the genetic opera. <laughs> what are you talking about? You asshole. Black market. Yeah. Where do you live? That, that makes that checks out for sure. And because the, the other cops like, uh, it was torn out of his body. I know. Random guy is cooler than you. Yeah. He's like, how oh. are you? How do you? Have, but his show is like, I don't want to leave anything on the table. He's incompetent, really. Sure. He he gets anywhere he's gotten has been by smarming around, you know, buying and oh. selling favors, you know, sucking a few dicks. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll suck your dick right now for a promotion. Right now. 
but he's not not super happy to see Mulder mm. either. No. No. No, because he's massively insecure, and Mulder's not helping. Also, he's got a tiny dick. <laughs> yeah. Tiny 100%. Little. Oh. Conversely, probably gigantic dick on tombs, if you were wondering. <laughs> you don't have 10-inch fingers and not have some wiggle room down there. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll leave it at. Just the 10-inch fingers probably went over great, like, freshman, sophomore year of high school. <laughs> probably pretty hot. Popular with yeah. the girls' volleyball yeah. team. Well, we already discussed that Colton is a Duke date raper <laughs> oh, with a sure. with a sweaty forehead. Yeah, yeah, roofie yeah. and chicks at bars. No, at a party, at a frat party. Oh. Girl pass out in the bed. Oh my god! Probably I'll take care of her. Probably his frat brother's girlfriend. Yeah, and just goes up Back. there. Ugh, just pencil dick. Just fucking smushing that little fucking Ugh. Irish twig in there over Ugh. and over. He's gross. <laughs> I can't. He comes back in the show, doesn't he? Colton? Does he? <laughs> I thought we were talking Tombs does. But oh, I know that. Does he really? Oh, fuck. He might. Oh, gross. Can we find that out real quick? Gross. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, you're on it. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh. So um, they get some information here. Uh, Mulder spots the print. Nope. He's not. Nope. Okay, I thought maybe he came back. Nope. There's another person they know. There's another agent that's a friend that comes back. Yeah. thought it might have been him. I'm just yeah. confusing him with somebody else. Anyway, Mulder spots the print and something's missing. So he realizes this guy took something, right? Makes him want to look back. Old reports. Yeah, so he's looking back over microfiche. Yeah, whatever. Um, I had flashbacks to that man, like being like back in back <sighs> yeah. in our day. Yeah, dude. Fucking being in the college library, brutal. Just rolling through that shit. Um, so Scully shows up. He's looking at the microfiche. Yep. She says that Baltimore PD checked out tombs a little bit. Uh, apartment that he gave was fake. Hasn't showed back up at his job. And Mulder has found out a little bit of stuff, um, what he was looking back over. Yep. He talks about the 1903 X, uh, the um, the prince, right? Uh, and I... Th- oh, no, no, no. This is where they're like... This is where um, they start talking about the uh, the anti Waltons, the anti Waltons. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that family tradition? The family tradition, yeah, because they start talking about um, Scully must mean, be his grandfather, right? Scientific could okay. be so father. She grandfather. starts to lay on the pathology there of possibly he was indoctrinated either accidentally or on purpose in a way to do this as well. Yep. Right. And and maybe that explains the fingerprints too. The genetics possibly could be that similar. Mm-hmm. Um, there, Mulder's, Mulder's like, okay, you know, I'm Let's not gonna, I'm not gonna push it. So they spend. We have a little montagey kind of the night passes, yeah. and, and she's gonna check out the census reports. Both hard at work, and then we get up to the next morning, right? And they're not they're not happy with their results. Didn't find shit. Well, but Scully just kind of casually mentions, hey. I didn't find much except this cop's address from the 1933, what's it, Powhatan? What was it called? Powhatan. Powhatan Mill. Mill murder. Guy's alive. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I love this shit. Yeah. I love the living witness who's yeah. now old. I, I like this whole thing with him. Me too. This is Adds 60 a, fucking years later. Yeah. Adds a level of creep. And when you see how affected he is by it, mm-hmm. that really, I just love what that does for it. Like that just creeps into your bones. Those murders in Powhatan Mill. When I walked into that room, my heart went cold. My hands numbed. I could feel it. I love that. It. 
you takes know, me back to that novel. <laughs> it. it really bugged me, like a Fenderati. Some people got butt hurt at this episode because they even mentioned any comparison to the Holocaust. Because you can't ever, you know, like, God forbid you compare a serial killing monster to something else terrible. That's, see, that's that whole, like, my, I have the monopoly on pain. My tragedy is my tragedy. tragedy. Yeah. Uh, it's like a one upsmanship tragedy thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, there's, yeah, that whole interview is great. He talks about the Bosnians and the Kurds, like, another thing he compares it to, because that was going on then. You know, right, I remember that right, shit. Right. Absolutely. Um, I seem to remember like chemical gas death. <laughs> this bad, that was bad. News, Real bad. bad. Fucking yeah. genocide and shit. Uh, All the horror gave birth to a monster. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking line. Right. So good. It's great. And uh, they're just like, and then he's just like, oh, by the way, mm, I have a whole box of evidence yeah, under I got, my bed. I got a box here. <laughs> Is that standard police procedure? Hands a liver to them. <laughs> Scully's reaction is priceless. She takes the liver. What she does is she looks the whole time, hands it to Mulder, never really kind of looks at it like that. That I'm just dead staring on, is everything cool here? Because. Why do you have a piece of a liver under your bed? Yep. And then this is great because we get the photos. And he's like, because Mulder's like, does the name Eugene Victor Toombs mean anything to you? And the guy just like kind of half smiles and he pulls out these surveillance pictures and it's fucking tombs. Yes. And it's great because the guy's like, you know, this is back, this is back in the sixties. I, I don't know what it, or the thirties, whichever one. It was the sixties one. Cause it's kind of like he, he was a lot, he was in the force for both. Right. Yeah. He personally like started investigating the 33 ones. Then he was like a and higher old, up. He was old and got desks. Yeah. Anyway. So that picture he's like, so I don't know what he looks like now. And you look at it and it's clearly identical. It's awesome. And you're like, holy fuck. 63. Yeah. Kid age as well. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, man, that's another cool moment of this. That, like, oh. And then, and then when Mulder asks about the address and he's like, is it this? The shit that he looks like. 66 up. Exeter. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy's like, yep. Great. So he's going to go there. He is going to go there. Do you know staying in one address is actually good for your credit score? Oh, good so to know. Mr. Toombs. Probably, oh, yeah. Probably sharp. Probably cresting 850. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, a long credit history is also good. Yeah. It's very lengthy. Yeah. if I mean, if he wasn't totally off the grid and a liver-eating monster, he could have had a nice portfolio by now, dude. Sure. Make some smart investments back in, you know, 1905. Mm-hmm. His fucking broker comes over. Tombs, what the fuck? You made a nest with your portfolio? He's just licking the fucking dividend reports. <laughs> Those are fucking savings pawns. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so we, we go make a little house call. 66 Exeter Street. Mm. As soon as they enter the area and Mulder says the old man was right, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So they move around, they pull down that mattress, climb down a hole, and they find... And um, I love that as soon as they reveal it, Scully's like, okay, goes in immediately. She goes in first. Yep. Yep, not afraid. And... Also, and, oh, and not to just play it up, I also like that... It, I feel like in many shows, the male agent would be like, hang on, let me go. Right. Like, none of that bullshit. No. She's just going, and then he follows Sure. He's, yeah, he trusts her. So they get down there. Just a coal cellar. Coal cellar. Full of trophies. Well, there's, yeah, there's this one little table with a bunch of trinkets. (laughs) A yard sale. It doesn't seem out of place. Yeah. Uh, What's that on the far wall, buddy? That down there? It looks like a... I don't know, a resin-based newspaper <laughs> nest for a human. 
Is that like paper mache? Let me touch it. <laughs> What's that smell? Gross. It's bile. It smells like. I think it's bile. Is there any way I can get off my fingers quickly without betraying my cool exterior? <laughs> classic that noise the look of it on his fingers made me think wicked of uh ghostbusters yeah ectoplasm <laughs> yeah and when they're in the library the very beginning ghostbusters they're yeah. looking around and i like how she's like i think it's like this kind of like lip slap like <laughs> bile <laughs> this is a medical doctor right. who's done countless autopsies yeah but just something about like it's bile and the scale of it you the know it. not like oh i touched like a fucking snot on the ground like that this sucks. Is, I'm gonna go wash my hands. Right. This is like a ten by fifteen foot nest of of bio paper. Yeah, nasty. Great. So they get out of there and they Mul- start Mulder's theory on genetic mutations. Yeah. Quick theory. Boom. Yeah. He's probably thought of this the whole time. Yeah. He's just waiting for a little bit more evidence. He's waiting well, to see the nest. He wanted to see the nest. We need a surveillance team. Oh, on the way out, something snagged me. Shit, my pants. That's a. Great Great fucking, oh, that shot. And like, because you only see her and she kind of like snags, leans back, frees herself, keeps moving. And then you just see the hand with the charm around it, drawing up into the rafters and fucking. Think, think of the brilliance of the pacing of tombs. In the beginning, a door closes and things break. Yep. His second kill, we see him grab a guy. Right. It, they keep yeah. unfolding. A little bit more, a little and bit more. And in this, it's legit like goosebumps. When she's like, what is that? Boom. And he's just up there and he's holding it. And you're like, God. Just think about how many times you've had that little feeling in the pit of your stomach when you're you know, walking out of a dark basement alone or sure. through an alley. And you just get that feeling a second like, oh, is somebody right? And you look right. and there's nobody there. Yeah. But what if somebody fucking was right yes. there? Yes. Like, oh <laughs> we, talk, we talked about this in Die Hand Die Verlitz. Yeah. When oh, Mulder yeah. spins with a flashlight and the guy's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just just down here doing cellar stuff. <laughs> right. Oh, cellars. Good cellars. Good cellar theme. So um yeah, man. He snags it and uh, away they go. Yeah. And so the theory basically that Mulder is putting out is that Tomb's a genetic mutant mutant mm-hmm. um and somehow has evolved in a way the whatever he gets from those five livers gives him the ability to hibernate for yes. thirty years. Yep. And essentially not age. Yep. And in that, he he's not just telling this to Scully. <laughs> oh, is he? No. Yeah. Yeah. You think about after and Tombs is, is up there like, huh. Yeah. So. Good guess. It's pretty cool. Once. So he briefs the surveillance team about what they're going to do. He, he's met. He. he oh, these good old boys. Requisitions some assets. Yeah. And boy, <laughs> since they're coming from Colton's camp. They're going to be dicks too. Yep. No problem, Spooky. Right? <laughs> you call him Spooky. Do you hear me call him Spooky? Yeah. A couple, a couple of, couple of one-two jackoffs. Yeah. And um, so they get back to the place, and boy, does Colton have himself a hissy A hissy Could have called it a hissy he is, he's fucking slimier than that nest full of bile. I'd rather touch that than be his friend. I'd sleep in that thing <laughs> before I would him. eat burgers with him. <laughs> <laughs> is that absurd to think? <laughs> what, what if, you, what if Tombs is still on the loose? That would probably be a fact. Ooh, that's a, that's a fact. <laughs> I'm not that okay, bold. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to wake up with 10 inch fingers around my fucking throat. <laughs> 
Or liver. Or liver. Yeah. yeah. He gives me the Swayze strike. Look at <laughs> you, fucker. Fatality. So, <laughs> nice. Uh, then this happens. When we first had lunch, I really looked forward to working with you. You were a good agent. But now, after Mulder, I couldn't have you far enough away. Don't bother going down there. I had the stakeout called off. You can't do that. No, I can't, but my regional ASAC can, especially after I told him about the irresponsible waste in Manhart. Uh-uh. Let me call Mulder. Let me tell him the news. Is this what it takes to climb the ladder, Colton? All the way to the top. Then I can't wait till you fall off and land on your ass. Scratch that. I would sleep in Tombs' <laughs> nest with Tombs on the loose. <laughs> with Tombs. I would spoon up around Tombs. I'd be the big big spoon to his little Biley spoon. Yeah, you yeah. gotta wash yourself. <laughs> For sure. Oh, God. Mm, brutal. Yeah, he doesn't have to be this. It, it might have been, a, would it have been a better episode if it wasn't such a f- it irredeemable douchebag? It could have it could have been something like that. It could have been Yeah, I mean I don't know. Yeah. It, I, I think I, I think so. I'm not saying it makes the episode bad, but he's no, almost comically not. ludicrous. Oh yeah. You know. This whole like like this is literally like a small child. Mm-hmm. This is a small child's reaction. Yes. And you're t- this man is an FBI agent. Speaking of children, let's talk about big children. Mulder. Oh. Gallivanting off to Exeter Street. <laughs> Solo. <laughs> yeah, well that's that's it's, it's kind of his move. For sure, it's his move. It's his move. Cla- like you, you know how you sometimes call him a Boy Scout? Yeah. This is such a, <laughs> Gets on his fucking 10 speed, yes. pedals out there with the Goonies, because nothing bad's going to happen. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So he, he gets there, and he, nobody's there. Mm. No stakeout crew. Mm-hmm. No Scully. Yeah. So he, he kind of gets frantic quick. Yes. Runs in there. Runs in. And cut to this is cutting back and forth. This <laughs> with is well Scully done. drawn a bath. Yeah. I wish we could have proceeded a little bit further here. <laughs> Bad timing on yeah. Tombs' part. Bad timing, Mr. Tombs. Maybe that wasn't bile dripping from the ceiling. Yeah, that was nuts. That's gross. Whoa. I expected to see a fucking uh goddamn alien drone <laughs> and fucking snatch her up into the ceiling. Like holy oh, fuck. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that was awesome. When you see his ass in the fucking just his silhouette through Ooh, the window, that like uh, yeah, it's kind of opaque. And that yeah, that tension, just Scully meandering around aimlessly, you know, or, or not aimlessly, but carelessly. Yeah, she's, she's at home. home. She's whatever. Yeah, she's gonna take a bath. And this is after you see, because you see him out there, and at the same time, Mulder sees her charm on that little table of trinkets. Yes, which. Oddly, they left there. I guess not oddly. They want to stake it out. They want to catch him. Right. That's not odd. Um, oh, they, they left all the trinkets there. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, they don't want to tip him off that they know. I guess, right. Yeah. And then they, this is now qu- quick cuts back and forth between Mulder like f- racing, frantically driving to Scully's place, trying to call her and her continuing to get ready for the bath. Yep. And then she's about her. to put some smellies in the bath, a little bubble bath. Yeah, a little bubble bath. And then she Lavender gets, oil. A, gets a little resin on her hand oh. and sprints for the pistol. I like that. Me too. Immediately, like, looks at it, probably probably gets a whiff of it. Oh, yeah. You know? She had, yeah, right? Oh, God. Oh, it smells like bile. And grabs the pistola, starts moving around the house, checking vents. She's yeah. like, hmm, yep. weird. Doesn't and check one close enough. No, doesn't check some kind of vent. He just punches through and boom, snatches her down, 
she hits. We're assuming he's really strong. But the moment where she kicks away and he's like reaching. That look on his oh, face. Oh, man. And then he just plops through. And what's great like, too. Like a cow being born. <laughs> just boom. I thought of Ace Ventura. Right. Um, when nature calls when he comes out of that rhino. <laughs> yes, exactly. Warming these rhinos. <laughs> but um, I love how, I love how this whole scene, you know, this, this frantic fight when he gets up on top of her, he right, you see his arm reach back. He pulls up her shirt, not far enough, but he pulls up her shirt, and you see his hand like just make that cupping. Yeah, like he he's gonna fucking drive his hand into her stomach live. Oh my god! Awesome, fucking straight up Mortal Kombat fatality. Yep. Mulder comes in, they cuff him, but I love how cool. animalistic cool Tombs is. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he is not behaving like a murderer. Mm-mm. He's behaving like a predator. Something's wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all day yeah. to give you these observations. <laughs> Something seems off about no. Eugene. <laughs> um, yeah. He does not play well with his classmates. No, no. And he gets cuffed here. And I was like thinking in my head like, um, he's going to get right the and fuck she, out of She that. cuffs him. Right. Which was cool. Yeah. I like how they had to work together. It wasn't a total rescue job. No. Obviously, they both had to overwhelm him. Yep. Which he is was really strong. Hard. Yeah. And his instinct was is to escape. He runs over to the window and just whack yep. and he hits it. Like as he's soon as, break it. As soon as like the jig is up, there's two of them there and he goes for the escape. Yep. I like that too. Me too. Kind of adds to the realism, the animalistic nature of sure. it. Sure. Sure. He's like, oh, I'm out of um, here. But I was thinking like he's going to slip right out of that, that handcuff. And I think that might be in, because the, there's a second episode with him. And I, I feel wait. like there's, yeah, I feel like there's an escape attempt. But mm. similar. Anyway. Sounds about right. They get him. They get him. And I, I love how. The look in. The look in. Mm, it's cool, right? Very cool. When he's, <laughs> when he's looking at the newspaper, what's funny, one of the articles, you're going to get a kick out of this. One of the articles, if you're looking at the newspaper, says no more bailouts. I'm like, isn't that funny? <laughs> and then, it, and then it goes down to the uh, it goes down to the yeah. suspect caught thing, right? Well, because it's the it's ethnic. Cool. There's a picture of like yeah. bodies, ethnic cleansing below awesome. the fold, flips it over, and just that he puts the paper down, and you just see his like he starts crying, sure, you know, sure. And then you look back at the paper, and it rips, and you're like, oh, he's Slick. ripping up the article, Slick. but then it's fucking tombs. What a great cut! Ooh, awesome. Just licking my papers. Licking that shit. And uh, we get kind of uh, a little somber molder at the end. You'll be interested to know that I've ordered some genetic tests. The preliminary medical exam revealed quite abnormal development in the muscular and skeletal systems, as well as a continually declining metabolic rate. It dips way below the levels registered in deep sleep. Did you hear what I said, Mulder? All these people putting bars on the windows... Spending good money on high-tech security systems, trying to feel safe. I look at this guy and I think, it ain't enough. Mm. I like this a lot um, because the next moment that happens is we see Tombs being fed. Yeah. And then his, the, the final shot is that creepy Back and forth. Ass. He's looking at the slot. He's sitting there. He's sitting like tall and rigid and just looking to the side. And, you know, the more you describe him as animalistic, the more that makes sense, especially here. He's just observing the door. Yeah. He's not like, hmm. He's not thinking. No. He's just observing how he's going to escape. Yeah. It's cool. And it's, there was, you know, there's some mention that he drew some inspiration 
from um, Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Awesome. Which you can definitely see in certain ways he holds himself or some of the look in his eyes. But whereas Hopkins, obviously, in that movie is the smooth, like that. Yeah. Ugh. He's the perfect blend of tombs and bogs. R- yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and and he's all one side. Sure. <clears throat> and I like that. Awesome. Fucking great episode. So good, man. Uh, production, though, I did want to mention. Please do. Um, <clears throat> so this is another Morgan and Wong written one. Seems like a lot of the, our selections end up being that. Isn't that funny? Um, but I, there was a pretty interesting note. They actually, there's a the director... Um, of this episode, who? Do, 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 sorry, I lost it here. But I got it. Um, Harry Longstreet. Yeah, a lot of issues with really him. with him. Ended up pretty much getting kicked off the project. Wow. Um, nobody liked the actors. Didn't like him the way he, he was uh, directing them to act. He was like trying to tell Mulder, you know, to be angrier about this. In and and Mulder, fucking uh, Duchovny already had such a good read on his character. He's like, I wouldn't be angry. I'd be fascinated. Sure. You know, by this, by what this could be, whatever. Um, uh, Morgan and Wong didn't like how they were treating their writing. So literally got fucking kicked out. Could have been a disaster. And they were saying a lot that it really got saved in post-production. Like how they edited, they reshot a few things. The actors kind of stood firm on how they wanted to deliver their performances. So pretty cool because, I mean, there's a real potential. If If this episode bombed, man, like... You know, I'm not saying X Files would have been canned, but it was not. It was not an established thing yet, and right. this episode did so much to to help push it along that way. Uh, I just thought that was kind of fascinating. What what could have been sort of that's pretty awesome. And, and and in your educating me about the director's problems, of course, I'm pouring through his IMDb. Ain't done shit since '96. No shit. Probably that's why, right? Yeah. So he did the Alienation TV series. That went great. Not well. <laughs> uh, then he did something called Sex, Love, and Cold Hard Cash. Anyway, there was two things he directed after X-Files, A Vow to Kill, parenthetical TV movie, and then The Perfect Daughter, hmm. parenthetical TV movie. And that, as they say, is that. That is that. Yeah, they brought in a guy, um, Michael Cattleman, who, who did some additional filming, like basically after okay. they gave him the boot to kind of clean things up and get him back going. So Cool. Awesome. Whew. Good, Good shit, shit, man. Squeeze. It's awesome. So <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, the final thoughts, you know, as I'm thinking about this, the thing I love about this episode so much is, is that we have a single, like, target, right? Mm-hmm. One person they're going after. It's not like this weird, like, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's one person that's got a serial killer vibe. Yeah, it's not like a, a thing that's occurring multiple right. times. It's whatever. not like an infestation. Yep. It's not like a possession. It's not like a cult. Yeah. Should I all love? It's a single individual, right? A Literally a monster. A monster. And, you know, he has these pathologies that indicate that he is a serial killer. But is he? That's the thing I want to talk about. He's cool. obviously some kind of mutant who does... And is, is his mutation... His stretching ability, his strength, his eyes, that weird animalistic, as you say, way about him. Is, is, the, is the serial killer part of that mutation? Or do you know what I'm trying to get at I here? I do, I do. I wonder, I wonder if, because he displays the pathologies of trophy taking, yep. he has a certain methodology the way he kills. Let me give you this for an answer, because I it. love the question. Um, he is not just, if he were in the Monster Manual in D&D... <laughs> 
he would not have neutral for an alignment <laughs> as an animal would. Right. I think he is he is evil. Right. It, it is beyond... Because he has human intelligence? Because of the level of intelligence and his... Like, the desire... It's just, it just doesn't make sense otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can stretch and shit like that, but don't use it unless you need it. Just take the five easiest livers. He... The thrill of the hunt is something that goes beyond... An animal doesn't maybe... you know They don't feel happy when they track something down, right? I'm you not know, sure. They want... I mean, sure, there, there's probably a level of satisfaction, maybe, but they're not going to. An animal's not going to go for more difficult prey. No, of course not. The animal, a predator, is going to go for the easiest prey. Sure, the highest likelihood. That is what genetics and that's how things evolve to increase mm-hmm. their survival. Yeah, sure, whatever. He doesn't. He does not go for the easiest. He and goes, we talked about this in the beginning. Yes. Why are these guys in these? Why go neighbor, for these affluent neighborhoods in office building? An armed FBI agent mm-hmm. who is actively looking for you. Right. That's 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 a a aim, a desire, sure, a motivation that's a beyond. So we're going to call him a serial killer. That's also a mutant. Yeah, I like it. He's a yeah. He's like a intelligent evil velociraptor. <laughs> right. So let's let's. So the next question is: Is his mutation does is the liver part of the serial killerness, or is it part of the mutational requirements to maintain his age? I think uh, I would put that in the in the uh, mutation category. Yeah, I he, think you think he requires physically that? requires the livers. Gotcha. Yeah. So he decided that because of this, it's it's. You know what? We can liken this to a vampire in a sense, right? Mm. A vamp. You could take. You could take a think interview. You have Lestat. He's he's a monster. Yeah, he's a great monster because mm-hmm. he revels in that which he is, which yes. in his opinion is better than you. Just like you're better than a cop. not a curse, right? Exactly. That's uh, higher up. That's it. Mm-hmm. And he conducts himself accordingly. Louis, on the other hand, cannot shed the mortal coil. He cannot. He eats rats and, yeah. and he steals blood and he sneaks and he's like, I can't, you know? So it's almost like that, right? Almost like that. But I would even say well, balanced. I, I think like I, if, you, if you took an IQ test <laughs> on a human scale, I think tombs would, would be dumb. Me too. But compared to what he is more, which is a predator, he is hyper intelligent. Right. All of his intelligence is focused around that. If a lion had your brain, we're fucked. Yeah. Because he'd be like, what's up, dude? Whoa. <laughs> Hanging out with you. And then if you get sl- you start slipping, son, yeah. boom, jacked. Dude, spend two years pretending to be tamed in a circus act. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then yes. kill 117 Barnum people. Barnum and Bailey's is fucked. Teaches the zebras how to fucking lock the tent doors. Right. And just fucking goes crazy but, on everybody. But you see, but, that, but that's a great point. I definitely get the impression that he is like, he's like the Buffalo Bill to Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Animal. He's like a dumb, kind of like, I'm going to make a skin suit, I'm a dummy. But I think mm. that the, the evilness is, yes. is absolutely something. Yes. Yeah. Fucking e. shit, man. Good shit. Well then, Josh, Ooh, we have turn. yet to discuss what you're going to pick, so I have no idea what you're about to say. I've, I've actually been thinking in the back of my head, and I've been on the fence. You've been on the fence. Between two, and I'm just going to shoot from the hip. Okay. And we are going back to season four. Awesome. Uh, episode. Not fucking lost it now like an asshole. Episode nine? nine. Ten. I'm sorry. Episode ten. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Paper Hearts. 
Ooh, nice. Um, this one's written by Gilligan, Vince Gilligan. Okay. Uh, went on to Breaking Bad. Awesome. Um, what, what a loser. Yeah, fucking guy <laughs> peaked early. Um, this is another Monster of the Week. Okay. With another... I just read the tagline. Dude. Boy, that's hardcore. I'm going to read it for the people. An incarcerated serial killer claims Mulder's sister was one of his victims. When you meet this guy, he is, oh my God. Has he got three names? Of course. Awesome. Of course. It's Um, Tom fucking Noonan. John Lee Roche. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, this was a big land. Cool. But this is, I mean, season four, X-Files is is doing well, too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is... uh, this is another. This guy is so fucking He's great. But in in, I picked him. I settled my mind when we were actually in final thoughts here talking about tombs because he is almost the opposite of what we just talked about. Awesome. He is yeah. such a just a regular Joe, just a regular guy. Just talk to you. Yeah. Have a nice little talk. Yep. That Ted Bundy kind of move. Oh my god. He's, like hey, just so you know, um, you you came here in the black Toyota. Yeah, the window's broken. I'm in a mall security. Yep. Come with me. I'm handsome. I'm nice. And just yeah, dude, it's You're gone. It's gross. Yeah. Scary. I can't wait. Dude, he I'm glad it's funny that you this came up. Um I've I've uh, Jessica and I are doing this thing every week where just in our personal lives we're alternating picking a movie and the other person has no say. Oh, cool. And we're and we're told not to look like you're not going to know until I pick it and no going to the phone. We're going to watch it. <laughs> awesome. No Rotten Tomatoes. I don't want you to know what it's about. Yes, I like so that. So I gave her a choice, right? She picked the movie The Pledge which is a Jack Nicholson movie. He's a retired cop. Gary Noonan is in it and plays potentially Tom a Noonan? serial killer. Tom Noonan. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No shit. Yes. I never it, saw that movie. And we just watched it last week. Really? Yeah. It's a crazy movie that, that it's really about Jack Nicholson. He's retired. They find this dead, like 10-year-old sexually molested, brutally slain girl. And it's this whole case around that. And this guy becomes one of the suspects. And um, well, when they, you see him interact with a child, you're like, Whew. he's like, hey, what's going on? Oh, man. Like, it's that happens in here. See? What, what year is the pledge? It's because right around there, 97. They, 2000, two, two, 2001, the pledge. They wrote this, this episode for him. Awesome. This episode was written specifically for Tom Noonan to have him in this role. Well, 96, so it came, so the pledge came after. So I almost wonder. I, I, it couldn't have hurt. Yeah. Right. Very cool, man. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah. This is a great episode. I had a good time. Me too. You guys, we will catch you next week. And uh, in the meantime, uh, ask yourself. Do you think I'm spooky? Hey, everybody. This is Dean with LSG Media. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of the X-Files podcast. Be sure to check us out on LibertyStreetGeek.net to see what other shows we have going, like the Science Fiction Film Podcast, the Walking Dead Podcast, the Game of Thrones Podcast, podcast for days. Get over to LibertyStreetGeek.net and check us out. Thanks. Bye. Bye.